and welcome back to the Disney World Today podcast. I am your ghost host for the day, Kevin Pope. Hope everyone's having a magical day, magical week. Hope everything's going good with you guys. Back with another episode. You guys know how this goes. Uh, We're going to be talking a little Disney. This episode in particular, I don't want to say it's like a rant or event, but as you can tell by the topic of the the episode, we're getting into the nitty-gritty. We're going to be talking Disney and prices and price changes. But before we get into any of that, got to plug all the socials here. Follow me on Instagram, TikTok, Disney World Today. I also have a YouTube that I'm going to be trying to upload more uh, videos to. I have some up there. I re-upload some TikToks up there. I upload some uh, some clips from, from the podcast up there along with like video and pictures to kind of go along with the audio. So uh, but if you really want to interact with me, TikTok and Instagram are the big two. Uh, I really want to make a push to get to 10,000 followers. That would be so cool. TikTok, I think I'm up to 8,800 now, so kind of close. And that one, I'm slowly going up. It's nice, slowly going up. I, I try to upload at least like every other day, um, you know, but I don't want to just upload stuff just to upload, like... I put a lot of thought and effort into my TikToks and Reels, as maybe as lame as that sounds, but I want them to be good. I want them to be relatable. You know, I'm not just uploading content just to get it up there. Um, It'd be cool to get to 10,000 there. Instagram, I'm like super stuck. I'm at like 6,000 followers, and I think if anything, I think I like lose like four followers a day, and then I gain like two back. It's like I, I don't understand Instagram. It's like they've uh, blackmailed or blackballed me or something. I can't get any any views, any uh, any um, followers. I don't know. It's weird. Uh, maybe it's because I don't spend any money like on Instagram, like advertising and stuff. Because, you know, like I always say, like this is just like a passion project for me. Um, I can't justify taking you know money away from the house or bills or you know stuff like that, relationship stuff, and uh, putting it towards my. Instagram. So it'd be cool to get there. 10,000 would be really cool. So if you guys aren't already, follow me there. Uh, And if you can, subscribe, like, rate, review this podcast, especially Spotify and uh, Apple iTunes. Uh, You can leave me a review on Apple. And if you do, I'll give you a shout out on the very next episode. Spotify, they don't let you uh, write a review yet. I'm not sure why, but that would be pretty cool if you guys could give me a rating and uh, hit that sub button. Super easy. Last week, we were talking about the top five most quotable Disney World attractions. That was a fun one to do. I liked kind of going through and getting some ride audio to put into the podcast as well. I hope you guys enjoyed it, Uh, especially like the big ones, like the Epcot, Spaceship Earth, Thank the Phoenicians, uh, Pirates, Dead Men, Tell No Tales. Uh, There's just so many good Disney quotes, Haunted Mansion, and... uh, Loved interacting with you guys and uh, hearing your suggestions at well. I was surprised. Dinosaur got a lot of love. Uh, I, I contemplating putting Dinosaur on my top five list because of Dr. Seeker. Like when he says, hello there. That is That quote is stuck in my head all the time. And I was glad to see that a lot of you guys thought so as well. So if you haven't listened to that episode, it's available everywhere. Check it out. Uh, you guys know I love doing my top five list. But this week... We're talking about Disney and how they just announced another price change, and this is a this is a big one. This is this is something they've you know haven't done before, where they're changing 
The price will change and vary based on which park and time of year. And yeah, I, uh, I have a lot to say about this. So let's, uh, let's go ahead and get into the episode. Here we go. Your attention, please. The Walt Disney World Railroad now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board. Before we get into the topic of the day, I had to bring up, uh, so a couple of weeks ago, uh, my buddy Adam, he was on the podcast a few episodes back, a few, like a few months back in, uh, I think it was like July, and we talked about, you know, his his memories of Disney vacations with his family, and he's one of my close friends. Uh, he messaged me a couple weekends ago saying, hey, thinking about going down to Disney for Christmas or around Christmas time. And as soon as I read that, like I had to sit down, bust out the laptop, and I was about to just go and do so much research um, for multiple reasons. Um, if you guys didn't listen, uh, I've known Adam I, since I was like a freshman in high school. We're, you know, like I said, we're close friends. And he hasn't been to Disney since 2008. And he went with his parents and his younger brother. Uh, he was 18 at the time, so he hasn't been back since 2008. A lot has changed in, what's that, 14 years? A lot has changed. And, you know, he 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 follows, he kind of follows Disney uh, through me, and he's got another, you know, another friend who's a big Disney diehard as well, and he kind of, you know, because since he appreciates Disney and, and always enjoyed Disney, he can kind of keep along with what's going on. And he's well aware that... It is now a process, you know, when you decide to go on a Disney vacation, you, you don't just, oh, let's go to Disney and book it and go. It's now a process. So when he texted me that, I think he knew he was about to open Pandora's box. And I think I followed up with like seven texts in a row before he could even get, you know, a reply in. And, uh, you know, him and his wife were thinking about going on a trip. You know, they both love Florida. Uh, she had never been to Disney. Like I said, he hasn't been since 2008. And, uh, you know, he was messaging me like, hey, we want to go to Disney. It's kind of last minute. Like, we need to budget. Like, so there's a lot of little, like, kind of details we had to work around. And it kind of relates in the, kind of relates to the episode today. Like, not once when we were, you know, talking back and forth, not once did I ever justify the price. I know Disney is expensive. I know it is. I can't sit here and deny it. Like, I'm an average guy. I work, I, you know, my job, I work 10 hours a day, you know, just to pay the bills. And, you know, my friends, a lot of, we're all blue collar people from Chicago. So going to Disney is a big deal. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money for my friend to put down on a vacation. And I it's hard for me to sit there and talk it up and try and convince him to do it. I think everything that I said to him, I tried to remind him like, Hey, I know it's pricey. I know it's expensive. Like these are the costs you're looking at. You're looking, you know, you're looking at the cost of this. And, you know, he was, you know, I, we were kind of talking about how he would probably have to stay off property because the Disney resorts are so expensive. Um, and I told him, you know, if you're going to stay on property, you're probably gonna have to look at, you know, the value resorts, Art of Animation, Pop Century, 
and the all-star resorts also look into the disney springs resorts i know you know if you have they had uh, some hilton points they can maybe use at the hilton lake bonavista palace i said look at those two first if those hotels you know don't fit in your budget then we'll come back and i and we can go through some more you know some other surrounding hotels because you know growing up as a kid uh, when I was like a teenager, like my family, before we would go into Disney, we would just stay in Orlando for a couple days. So I stayed at a good amount of hotels like around Disney that weren't on Disney property. So I was able to kind of give him a breakdown of, you know, these are the ones I've stayed at. These are the ones that are close enough to Disney where it's not a terrible drive and, you know, stuff like that. So we had to get into all of that and how, you know, if you want to go at Christmas, like you need to figure it out ASAP so that you could book it, get your reservation get your dining reservations, get your fast pass. I was like, you know, this is something you probably have to make a decision right now within the next day or two, because, you know, if you want to get good dining reservations, if you want to get into the parks when you want to, like you need to have as much time as possible. And you're already, you know, past that 90 day window or whatever, 68 day window to making these reservations. So it was such a big process. And I've talked about that on the podcast before, I think I did an entire episode about it. How is it fun planning a Disney vacation anymore? It's, it's, I don't know, you know, like this is one of my closest friends. I should have been super pumped and excited, but I was more like nervous and worried because it's like he'd bring up, oh, like, you know, how much is Wilderness Lodge? And I had to tell him the price and it's like, oh, well, is, you know, how much are the value resorts? And I had to tell him the price and it's like, oh, well, how much are those Disney Springs hotels? You know, and it's hard to get excited when you're asking someone to pay so much money. And it, it, it sucks, too, because, like I said, his wife has never been to Disney. He hasn't been in so long. Like, I want them to have the best time. I want them to go and want to come back. I don't want them to go and be like, wow, we paid all this money for this. You know, like, that could ruin your experience and never go back. So it's such a tough process. And, of course, you know, two weeks later, here we are, Disney announced, oh, hey, guys, yeah, we're going to increase prices again, and we're going to change it up a little bit. We're going to vary the price based on when you want to go on vacation. And it's just like, come on, when is enough enough? You know, like, don't get me wrong. I love Disney. I wish I had the, um, you know, I wish I had the extra money laying around where I could just be like, hey, yeah, you know what? Let's go to Disney for a week and let's just stay at Wilderness Lodge. Doesn't matter. Price doesn't matter. I wish I could do that. I do. I'm not rich shaming, you know? If you can do that, do it. Like, enjoy it. You worked hard for it. You know, you go to work, however you, whatever you do, what you do, you deserve to treat yourself and your family. Uh, that's the goal. That's the goal for me, too. And it's just, Disney has stopped looking out for the guests, you know, I, I know Disney, it's it's a business, unfortunately. They operate like a corporation now, you know, more than ever. Um, but, like, what's the last thing that they did that was purely for guest enjoyment? Like, that was their number one priority. Our guests and our families and our experience, is that their number one concern right now? Or is their number one concern, the bottom line, making money? It's making money. And... I get it. It's a company. They have to make money. You know, their goal is to make money. But it seems like at least back in the day, it was like, maybe not priorities number one and two, but maybe like 1A and 1B. Like, 
provide the best, most magical experience and make a lot of money. They could do both, you know? <laughs> they could do both. Disney is not hurting for money, no matter what they want to say, no matter what they want to blame on the economy and inflation. Disney is printing money. They lost money dur- during the pandemic. They were back in the green, you know, the the following year. They're back making a profit. So why do they continue to make these changes and operate like a company that has, you know, continuously lost money? That's what they're operating like. It was like COVID still and they're losing money. Look at Bob Chappick's bonus. Look how much money he's making. He's not taking a pay cut, you know. I just wish that they would and they could, you know, kind of do both. Yes, you can make money. Yes, it's okay to be a company and want to make money. But you could do that without screwing over, you know, your loyal customers, your loyal, you know, tourists and the people like me who my family, you know, every year, like, that's what we look forward to. Like, that's our vacation. That's our one vacation a year, you know, and they're they're taking advantage of us. That's what bothers me is the fact that they're, you know, taking advantage of us, the Disney community. Like, I get that they're worried about, like, their stock price and the stock market, and it's down to, like, I think the as of, like, today, uh, the Disney stock was at, like, $90, which is still up from, like, I originally bought Disney stock, I want to say, in, like, 2015 or 16, uh, and I did, I sold my Disney, I don't have any Disney stock, um, if I'm being totally honest, <laughs> I mean, I, I only had, like, two shares, but it was something I wanted to you know, because I love Disney and I wanted to say, you know, and, you know, talk about that the fact that, hey, I have Disney stock. I thought it was cool, um, but I sold it because what's the point? One, yeah, I only have like two. I had like two shares, so it didn't really matter too much. I wasn't getting rich, um, but I, I'm not going to support Bob Chappick and what they're doing in the direction that they're taking the company in when in 2022 um, it was reported that even though the stock price is down, they made $82 billion in revenue. $82 billion. Okay. $82 billion in 2022. Yet job cuts, hiring freezes, um, cutbacks on park hours and all of that stuff, price increases. And uh, Chappic, I believe, I had to look this up because I, I had to get this right. In 2021... Uh, so Chappick makes $2.5 million a year. That's his salary. He's guaranteed a $20 million annual bonus. This guy made $34.5 million last year. $34.5. And everybody hates him. Oh, all of us. We hate him. Because what, what does he do for us? What has he done for us? Name one thing that he has done that has had the guests... Um, best, you know, um, like what's best for us, like name the last thing that he implemented that was like putting us first. There isn't one, you know, everything he's done from the, you know, paying for the fast pass and the genie, there was no need for that. If you were going to do it for a year because of COVID to make some of your money back. Okay. It's not going away. It is not going away. He got rid of the Magical Express. He charges money for literally everything at Disney. So that's what bothers me is when this guy is taking advantage of us, 
price increases year after year. He makes a guaranteed $20 million bonus. Must be pretty nice. So I could probably just continue to rant about Bob Chappick and all the changes over the last few years. Um, I, I do want to talk about the actual price increases that were announced. Um, but I was just thinking too, like everything the last few years, like everything with Disney has just been just so underwhelming. Everything within like the parks and even like Disney Plus, like we were, you know, I, I know they've had some good shows on there, but seems like even Disney Plus has been somewhat underwhelming. Like the Marvel shows that are on there, like you guys know I'm a huge Marvel fan, huge Marvel fan. Me and Adam, the guy I was talking about earlier, we have a Marvel podcast. Like we love Marvel and the Marvel movies and MCU. The shows have just been, I don't want to say they're bad, but there's I don't have interest in them. I, after She-Hulk, I just, I don't know if I can continue to try and sit through these shows when they just seem like they're trying to crank out like content just for the fact to get it out there. Like they don't care about the big picture storylines and quality. It's like quantity. That's all they care about. Um, you know, everything within the parks, like with Star Wars land, Galaxy's Edge, the Star Wars Hotel. You know, there's an article recently uh, put out by one of the blogs. I think it was WDW and NT that the demand was was down and that they were giving away like free rooms and stuff for publicity. You know, I, you got to kind of take everything they say with a grain of salt. But I have also heard uh, that the demand is down or not. I don't know if it's down, but it's not what they expected. I could have... <laughs> I could have told you that. Who, who is paying for that Star Wars hotel experience year round? Like that's not a long term thing, you know. If you stay there once, what's why go back and stay there again? There's no way the restayability, if I can make up a word, uh, can can last long term. It's it reminds me of the NBA experience. I'm a big basketball fan. I played basketball all the way up until college. I love basketball. I loved the NBA experience at Disney Springs. I did it once. I probably wouldn't have to do it again. My family, they're, they're sports people. They liked it. As a casual fan, though, you're not doing the NBA experience. And if you do because you have kids or you, know, you want to check it out, you're going to do it once. And guess what? You're never going to do it again. Everything else at Disney, we continue to do over and over. We go to Magic Kingdom, we ride the same rides. You know, it's the when they get super specific with NBA or Star Wars or whatever it is, they're just they're just losing focus and just it it just seems like a money grab everything they do. Um, so I kind of uh, got off track there, but I wanted to bring up all the other you know uh, underwhelming parts of Disney lately between you know the stuff in the park and uh, Disney Plus as well. So let's get into the recent news. Then Disney announced that they're increasing ticket prices. And they go into effect almost immediately, one month, uh, less than a month. December 8th is when the new 2023 prices um, will kind of uh, get put into existence there. And this is the second time, technically, in a calendar year that they've raised prices. They've raised prices in February, okay? And now they're raising prices in December. They couldn't wait. They couldn't wait a few more weeks and start this actually in 2023, that just kind of goes to show you uh, how they truly feel. So now, uh, this is a new thing. They're going to be having different prices depending on the park 
the demand and the time of year. This is so weird. What is, this is like buying a ticket to like a, an MLB game. Like when I go and watch the Cubs and it's a higher ticket when they play the Cardinals and a lower ticket cost when they play the Pirates. Like, man, what is this? Um, some of the numbers here, Animal Kingdom uh, will be between $109 and $159. Hollywood Studios will be between $124 and $179. Epcot, $114 to $179. And Magic Kingdom, $124 to $189. Now, the ticket prices, what I read, so for example, Animal Kingdom uh, is the cheapest. So I guess, you know, right there, there's your value. Um, they said like that $109 price point, that'll be only for about 20 days of the year. So 20 days out of 365, you can get into Animal Kingdom for their lowest price of 109. 20 days only. Man, what this, this is so insulting to us. Um, they also said that, uh, from now on, when you buy a park ticket, that is a non-park hopper. Uh, you don't have to make a reservation. It'll kind of automatically make a reservation for you because you won't be park hopping. Uh, so you won't have to do that at least. Um, but like all the other, if you decide to get like the park hopper option or whatever, you still have to make reservations, which is still a hassle and still sucks. Um, and they said, to, they said too, so like the Magic Kingdom, the 189 like kind of price point, that's going to be for all of their high demand times. Like, you know, the weeks around Christmas and New Year's and probably 4th of July, those big holidays. And yeah, you know, here we are again, raising ticket prices, second time in a calendar year. And one of the quotes from a Disney spokesperson said this, we continue to focus on providing guests with the best, most memorable Disney experience. And we're doing that by growing our theme parks with incredible new attractions and offerings. We are also making planning easier with one new one-day tickets that automatically include a guest's theme park reservation and continue to provide a wide range of options to visit throughout the year, including our lowest price ticket of $109, which has not changed in more than four years. Wow. $109, yeah, 20 days a year. If you're lucky enough to go on one of those 20 days, you'll pay the same price. Um, can I just dissect this here? Um, do, do they think we're dumb? Like, that's an honest question. New attractions and offerings. So you're raising prices because you're providing new attractions and offerings? You, you've always done that. Like, what's, new, you know, the, because of Tron? That's, that's why you're... Uh, that's why you're increasing prices. Uh, what else here kind of pissed me off? Uh, where is it? Where is it? Sorry for the dead air here. I know this is bad audio. I'm trying to find the quote exactly. Okay. We are making planning easier with new one-day tickets that automatically include a guest theme park reservation. But that's not new. That's That's literally what it used to be. What's new is you having reservations. <laughs> Just go back to how things were. Like, that's what I mean. Like, do they think we're dumb? Like, that is not a new offering. Disney letting us not make a park reservation. That's not new. So why say that? Like, I don't understand what they're doing. And it, this just makes them look so bad. It's so insulting. Um, you know, they're also uh, increasing the price of the annual pass. And I have to be honest, I'm not an annual pass holder. So I don't. 
I don't really know like too much about them. Um, I know they do have like they have like different versions now, and you know there there's a pass like if you live in the state, and I you know I know they're just increasing the price, so I don't know too much. Um, you know Disney, just to kind of go back on this. It says Disney has, has invested more than $31 billion into new guest experiences in the past decade. Who knows like what they're including in that and what makes that different than you know any other decade. Uh, and an earnings report er, earlier this month, Disney reported $7.4 billion in worldwide parks revenue, a 36% boost from last year. So they're, they're, mon- they're making money 30%, 36% boost yet they're charging more so yeah you know i can only kind of rant and vent so much about money and obviously i i do it because i'm passionate about it you know i i wish disney was more of a realistic vacation destination nowadays it's so expensive when you could just pay you know a fourth of the price and and spend a week on a beach somewhere it's it's so tough to justify um and what worries me most is that I don't think this is going to change anytime soon. You know, everyone kind of thought like, oh, you know, maybe after the pandemic, things will kind of go back to normal. Guess what? It's got it's gotten worse. Um, you know, there, it kind of reminds me if I can relate, relate it to baseball again. So, like, for example, like the Cubs, the Cubs and their ownership, they care about making money. The Every year, like my friend, had, his dad and his family, they have season tickets. Every year, their season ticket price would go up, whether the Cubs won 100 games or won 50 games. The, the price of tickets went up. The price of tickets started going down when people stopped going to the ballpark because that's when Cubs ownership went, oh, whoa, hey, we made less money than last year. Attendance was down, you know, a certain percent. Maybe we should make some changes. That's the only thing that's going to ever impact Disney. The day that the attendance starts to drop, the day that they start making less money, not because of a pandemic, that's when they'll start to make changes. The only thing I can kind of hope that will do this is when Universal opens up their third park. If they do it right and Universal continues to grow, and they open up a third park and make it more of a resort experience where people want to go there and spend a week there and have and stay at their hotels and hang out at City Walk and go to their parks, maybe then we can have the conversation of Disney making changes and maybe lowering prices and getting rid of the paid Fast Pass and getting rid of all these extra price gouging things. So... That's the only thing I can kind of look forward to. Uh, but until then, guys, we're, we're, in for, we're in for the long run. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting to your happy place for a happy price go to your happy price price line now i know i ranted and invented and complained about disney for this entire episode and and don't get me wrong guys i i just want you guys to know like where i come from like 
I'm not going to just sit here and be like a lot of bloggers and say, oh, Disney's great. They're the best. Take my money. I, that's, that's not how I am. That's just not how I am. That's not genuine. And I think that's unfair. And you guys will always get 100% honesty from me. I'm not happy with Disney. Um, that being said, I still miss it. I still wish I could go on a trip because that's my happy place. That's my escape. You know, I got engaged there. My wife loves Disney. She's a big Disney person. She's missing it. And I would love to go there for the first time as a married couple. Um, and if, if it was cheaper, it would make things a lot easier for me. Uh, you know, especially around Christmas time, you can't really touch the prices. You know, even the resorts are, you know, pretty pricey for the, for the values. And it's hard to justify spending that much on park tickets and travel and everything. But I, I'm still looking forward to going back. I still love Disney and the magical experience and the the feeling that it gives me, the happiness bubble, as I like to call it. I miss it and I need it, but I just wish there would be some changes. I wish that management would kind of step up and, you know, be, not be so money hungry and come off so greedy. Like, how do you, how are, like Bob Chappick, like, how does it feel to wake up every day knowing so many people hate you? You know, I, I guess the paycheck makes them uh, probably sleep okay, but how is that okay for you? Like, I w- that would eat me up inside, even with all that money in my bank account. Like, waking up knowing all these people hate me and are unhappy with me because I am charging exorbitant amounts of money for things that used to be cheaper, used to be free. You know, like, okay, Disney has always increased prices. But when you start charging us for things that used to be free and you start treating us like we're idiots, like, oh, this new reservation system, guess what? You don't have to make a reservation anymore. That's new. It's not new. Okay? Don't insult us. That's all I'm saying. But uh, I feel a little better now that I I got all all of that off of my chest. Uh, You know, if you guys have any thoughts on this one, on this episode, if you... Agree, disagree, or want to add anything, hit me up on Instagram, Disney World Today. Shoot me a message. My DMs there are always open, like I always say. Uh, I'd love to talk some Disney with you guys, especially like on this topic. I know there's a few of you guys we, uh, we message back and forth about stuff like this all the time. And it's, it's good to know that a lot of us think the same and are kind of, uh, I don't want to say fed up, but we're, you know, we're at, kind of at that point. So uh, that's all I got for this episode. Follow me on Instagram and TikTok. Uh, Help me get to 10,000 followers if you aren't following me already. If you are, thank you. And again, feel free to reach out. If it's not about this episode, feel free to reach out and uh, give me any suggestions for shows, ideas, topics, top five, top ten lists, anything like that. If you find a cool Disney video, send it my way. You know, I love watching those. I'll keep trying to post more reels and TikToks as well. I also have a YouTube Uh, It's all in my link tree. I'm going to try to to, uh, post more as well. Uh, And if you can too, hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening to this podcast, Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever it may be. Uh, If you can, leave me a rating and a review. You guys know I love reading those reviews. They really do kind of help me uh, keep going, keep this podcast moving along. Um, Although it's an escape for me, it does help uh, knowing that other people enjoy listening too. Uh, I was messing around. So I I make this podcast with Anchor. Uh, It's an app and a site that does the podcast hosting. 
I, I pretty much like upload everything through them and then they kind of uh, send it out to most of the sites. And um, they added a feature, uh, it's pretty new, where you can, it's called support, uh, support your podcast. And uh, I signed up for that. And if you click on it, it'll take you to like a page where you can uh, subscribe and make like a monthly donation, which would go directly to me and help keep this podcast growing and going forward. Um, you know, you, I, like I said, I want to be completely honest with you guys. The, the money would help. I have wedding and house bills and, you know, I'm a normal guy just like you. So no pressure, but feel free to check it out. I think there's like three options. Like it, I think the lowest one is like 99 cents a month. Um, and I will say like my long-term goal, I would love to one day turn this into a job and a brand. Um, but as of now, as of everything, this is my passion project. I love doing this. I love interacting with you guys. And I hope that I can provide you guys with a little Disney uh, magic if you're you know, missing it, if you're at home, if you're at work, if you're in tra- traffic. I use podcasts to kind of escape. I use music. I use sports radio, everything like that. So if I can do that for you, that, that makes my day. So that's all I got. I hope you guys have a great rest of the week. Uh, next week's schedule... I think I'm going to try to get out an episode before Thanksgiving so that if there are people maybe traveling uh, or anything like that, then maybe they have something to listen to. I'm also going to try and upload more bonus park music uh, to Spotify and Apple as well. So that's all I got. You guys have a good one. And always remember, it all started with a mouse.